Ivy and the CIA, an interview with Morley Wang. Hello, Morley. How are you? Thank you so much for joining our podcast. Sure. Thanks for having me here. I am a breast imager. So that means I interpret, um, as my job, um, interpret uh, mammograms mainly. Uh, I also look at ultrasounds and MRIs and work with patients uh, who want to be screened for breast cancer and who may have breast cancer. In terms of my personal life, um, I'm married with two kids. Uh, Both my kids were adopted from China. They are um, 16 and uh, 10 going on 11 years old. Morley, my name is Dan. Um, It's a pleasure to meet you today, and I will be getting to know you along with our audience as we ask you various questions and as you answer those questions. Um, And this interview is all about you. And the reason we've invited you on is because we like to have um, different guests with different backgrounds and different life experiences. So as you share with us your story, um, it will connect with different people in different ways. So you might say something that they've never heard before, or you might say something they've heard five different times before, but there's something about you that connects with them differently. And uh, we have one overarching theme, and that is to help people live their best life. So in you just telling us how you live your best life, it'll help other people, hopefully give them some idea of how they could maybe take another step in the direction of living their best life. So uh, where we like to start is uh, with a question that we ask all of the people that Ivy and I are coaches. So we coach people. And we like to start with this question where we say, if I was a genie and I could just grant you one wish, what would be that wish for you and why? And I just want to give you a rule. The rule is you can't wish for more wishes and you can't wish to become the genie because again, it's cheating this question. And we're really trying to get after maybe something in your life that you once wanted, but maybe you thought, eh, why try? Or maybe you tried and it didn't work out. Or maybe the odds were against you. So you said, yeah, that'll just never happen. But I'm a genie, so I could grant you that wish. What would be that wish for you and why? I would wish that I would get no more wishes anymore. Because um, I think, you know, every kind of wish I thought of has a negative side. And that's kind of like with everything. Everything is to me is about like 50% positive, 50% negative. So whatever wish I, I would think I wanted that possibly I would think would bring me happiness would probably even bring me that much pain. But I just wouldn't even think of it that way. Um, I think a lot of people, they think of something. Well, a lot of people, I think they're like, I'm unhappy. And then they think, well, what are the things I don't have? And if I had those things, I would be happy. But I think that it, that's a wrong sort of thinking because actually those things, they already have everything they need to be happy, but they're thinking those outside things, if they could only obtain them, would bring happiness. But I don't think that's true. So I wouldn't want any other wishes because I might fall into the trap of thinking that something that I think would bring me happiness um, and I would wish for it, but then it would bring me some pain that I would not even have thought of. That is a great answer. And I'm going to give you an out here, meaning um, this wish can be selfless, meaning you could wish for something that you could do for others and not about yourself. Hmm. Somehow, I don't know if this is true, 
But I think that, you know, I might have the desire to make other people bypass the pain that they're in, but the pain that they're in actually has a purpose in their life. I may not see it, they may not see it, and they may not even see it until the end of life where they may never see it. I don't know. I cure breast cancer. But I feel like the same percentage of people would be still suffering after I cured it. This is interesting. And you probably already know this about yourself, but it seems as if there have to be a perfect answer for you to answer the question. And I will just let you know right now, all the questions we're going to ask you today do not have perfect answers. They have answers that there's always, in fact, the person that we had on our podcast before you was very keen to say the exact way you said it, which is everything comes with good and bad right? So there's never right. a like 100% good with no bad attached. So please, we're, we're giving you this full out that every question we're going to ask, mm-hmm. please understand, we're just looking for the best answer that you can give. Uh, and it doesn't have to be the perfect answer because there's no perfect answer where it's all one-sided positive. Yeah, it would be something like helping all children feel safe. Because I feel like things that happen er- early on in people's lives have a profound effect on them, whether they remember those things or not. So I probably, I would say somehow giving, and the way to make, you know, children feel safe or babies, um, you know, would be just shelter and food and love those and physical touch. I think those were, would be the most important things that I would want all children, babies and to have growing up. I don't have my own kids. However, kids are a big part of my heart. And part of that is to make them feel they're valued and they're seen and they're heard and they're loved. And when you give that foundation for a kid to thrive in, where they feel safe, you'd be amazed at how they grow up to be confident and sure of themselves. They grow up to feel empowered that they can actually do something with their lives. Right. That kind of foundation. Yes. And I, and I agree with that. I had, um, I think I had the same teacher from second through fourth grade and she just instilled in me that I was like the best thing ever. And I cannot shake that feeling. Like even if I like mess up a lot of stuff or just, I just cannot drop the feeling that I'm, I'm a valued person in society, no matter like how much I mess up. And I think that, you know, part of that is family, but I also think, you know, part of that is um, my teacher, her name is, this is June Scott. So she's very, very influential in my life, I would say. That's awesome. And just to have somebody who believes in you, even before you believe in yourself is huge. Like uh, both of us, Dan and I are both coaches and even um, we champion our clients. We champion the people that we help because we, we see the greatness in them. We see that they're of value and they're worthy. And we want them to realize that if they don't see it themselves already, that we can bring out the best and then we can bring that out of them. Mm-hmm. You step into your yeah. greatness. My question was this, because of Dan, following up, up with Dan's question about the, the wish question, my question was, what is one superpower that you wish you had? I sometimes have trouble with understanding another person's point of view. So I wanted to be able to shape shift into another person to feel what they felt like and why they were doing the way they, the things they did, chose um, how they chose, 
I sometimes I have trouble like withholding judgment from other people of other people because I'm like, oh, I would never do that. You know, what a terrible choice. But then I have to tell myself, well, you know, given the person's background, the person's um, DNA, the way they were made, all their experiences, you know, how do I know I wouldn't have chosen the same thing or done the same thing as them? I think I'd like to kind of be in someone's shoes, not forever, but just enough to just under have a little compassion and empathy for where they're coming from. It seems to be that you have a strong sense of empathy. I can tell that already with the questions you've answered, which is amazing. Um, If you could, it's one of my favorite movies is Back to the Future. So if you could travel back in time and speak to your younger self and give them advice, like you could prepare them for the future in a way that you were unprepared for, what would you tell your younger self? You know, I would, I would say, you know, you're doing the right things. You're making the best choices you can with the information that you have. And I support you 100%. I just wanted to let you know from the future, you're fine. You're going to be fine. And um, the choices that you're making now have led me or you to become the person that I am at age 51. So keep on, you know, you've made good choices. You're making good choices. Because uh, I thought about other things, but I don't think I would listen to myself because those same things that I would have said to myself, I heard it from people when I was that age too. So, and I didn't listen to them. So I, I don't know if I would, or if I would listen, I'd feel, I'd feel resentful <laughs> or something that I have to listen to my future self, but I know better. This is the answer. Um, so I think even the mistakes that I made in the past were there for a reason. That's a good way to be actually to have that attitude. Speaking of making mistakes, cause we all do. What is one of your biggest failures and how did you overcome it? What did you learn from it? Well, the thing has that has kept me back the most, let's put it that way. And I can only see this in retrospect, of course. Thinking that a lot of, I mean, a lot of, well, the first is just thinking that I'm my thoughts and emotions, just being carried away with all my thoughts. And I mean, I think one of the best things that happened to me is that realizing that my mind or the things that go through my mind are like dreams. They're not even real. They're like uh, video games. So I don't know if that's a mistake. I mean, I probably had to make mistakes to even get to that point. I mean, there were, I would, there's so many mistakes. I don't know (laughs) where to begin, you know, but they all led me to the right place at the the end. I mean, it's not the end yet, but um, they've all led me to where I am right now, which is where I want to be. In your profession, I'm sure you have so much experience, but you probably either not allowed or hesitant to share some of your experiences because you're not necessarily the, like the person, the oncologist doctor that's maybe working with them. But over time, I'm sure you've gained a lot of knowledge, but have you also heard stuff because they're probably talking to you and they're saying, Oh, I heard this works or that works. And it's a recommendation that you now go, that's a bad advice. Like don't listen to that's bad advice. What's that you often hear? Well, I always think there's hope no matter what situation a person's in, I would say uh, what people do is assume that breast cancer is just one thing or one type of thing. It's actually many different types of breast cancer. 
So what people do is your average person, which is understandable, will, you know, post on Facebook, you know, call their aunt or their friend who they know who has a sister with breast cancer. And they take the individual experience of who they know to be correct in their situation. So, for example, they might say, oh, well, my aunt, no, my friend's aunt got um, uh, this sort of drug and I want that drug too. So in chemotherapy. But, you know, the, 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 everyone's breast cancer is different. So you cannot really compare exactly uh, one person with breast cancer to another person with breast cancer. And some people have their lymph nodes that are positive. Some people don't. Some people have only a small area affected. Some people have a larger area. So it's really, it's really different. Um, dif- breast cancers are, it's a, it's a multitude of kind of diseases lumped under the umbrella of breast cancer. I mean, in terms of um, like uh, non-traditional therapies for breast cancer, um, the people who use that, it's okay. It's just as long as they can get traditional uh, treatments if they want it. Uh, the, I think the hard thing for me to deal with is somebody who wants a treatment that I know doesn't work and that's the treatment they want. That's, that's hard for me. That I think that's a hard situation for me where they do not, they are very easily curable and they don't want that. And they want a different treatment that I know is not going to cure them of breast cancer. That's I think very hard. Speaking of cancer, I, I can relate most about how my mom went through it because she had lung cancer Mm. and just to see uh, what it did to her and feeling on my side of things that I could only do so much just to be there to support her. It was heartbreaking to see someone go through such excruciating suffering and pain. And, and even with the chemo and the radiation, it's like, there's, I looking back, I wish I had, acknowledged her more when she went through that because I know she was fighting for her life and mm-hmm. I think she could have survived. So, but speaking of that, my question is what habits or beliefs have shaped you to who you are today? Being resilient has helped me a lot. Um, I mean, there's also a negative part to that, <laughs> like not learning from prior mistakes, but resiliency, you know, makes me, you know, I just keep trying. Um, I'm very, I'm curious about other people, why things that are the way they are. I'm curious about science, the world, just everything, everything, almost everything. Um, so I think those are the qualities that have really helped me get to where I want to be. So it's just curiosity, resilience, um, uh, I'm not afraid to fail, I would say. Um, I'm okay. Like, I know that if I fail, it's not a reflection of me. It's just I tried and I failed. (laughs) Like, it just happened. Um, And I know that I have to – it might take many times of failing before before giving up or getting what I I wanted. So imagine a family member or good friend of yours – you found out that they were sentenced to life in prison and the warden told them, 
uh, you can only bring one book with you that you're going to have the rest of your life. It's the only book you're going to be able to read. What book would you recommend that person brings and why that book? I would say the Bible. I'm not, I don't see myself as like extremely religious and I don't even, I don't know if I even own a Bible, (laughs) but I've read the Bible so many times. I think it has so much information in there that's, you know, there, that's uplifting. I mean, you, even a person who doesn't believe in God would, I feel like would be helped by the words in a Bible. Um, There's the, even the entertainment aspect, there are stories in there um, that sometimes have a moral meaning to it. And some of them, I don't know if they do or not. There's poetry. um, There's just, uh, it's just a written word that's interesting. So I, I mean, that's the only book that I could say that probably would entertain me or keep me busy over a long period of time even beyond the religious aspect to it. I mean, the person doesn't even have to be religious. And if I didn't use the Bible, I'd use some other book from some other religion, probably with stories and other um, things in it. I agree with you about the Bible, not because I'm religious, but just that there's a lot of practical stories and that you Mm -hmm. can do everyday life. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And you can go back to it again and again. And yes, something new about right. Yes. how it applies at this time. Yeah, yeah. it's just different like passages and what brings you the greatest joy? I would say my family, of course. They, you know, watching them, seeing them grow. Um, you know, you're like so close when with with different types of people. I feel like almost everyone in my family is kind of a little bit different. So my oldest one is an artist. I don't didn't know what that was all about. <laughs> you know, I'm like a scientist. So, you know, I see um, art like blossoming and I see how it works. And it's, it's just very interesting to me that, you know, like um, my child can reproduce something you know, just, I don't, I don't know how it happens. And I'm like, you know, other people can't do that. And they're like, it's so easy. And I realized that for people, sometimes when they, they excel at something, it doesn't take in quotes much work because they love it. And it's very natural to them. Um, And I see how creativity works. It's just very interesting that I would say, well, why don't you draw our dog? Well, they're so creative that they don't want to do that they want to draw what they want to draw that's something that's from their mind and not from someone else's mind and very protective of their work I I just think that's just so interesting to me um and my other child loves horseback riding and so since this uh podcast is all about helping people live their best life if you just had one piece of advice you could give them to help I mean you can think about your children as an example if you could just give them one piece of advice that you knew would help them live their best life, what advice would you give them? You're human. Everyone makes mistakes. Forgive yourself. Um, be truthful to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Be compassionate with yourself first, and then you can be compassionate with other people. Don't judge yourself or others. There's so many. <laughs> There's so many, so many pieces of advice. You just probably just start with those. Those are foundational 
wise advice to pass on to your kids because it, when you come, when you think about everything you just shared, it's mm-hmm. wanting to accept who you are. Right. Honestly, like, right. Balls and all. And some people, they, they don't even want to peek under the hood to see what they're really like. But when you do discover that you can see, you can appreciate the humanity inside of you and appreciate in somebody else. Yeah. Um, don't try to be anyone else. Love yourself first. Everything else will follow naturally. Thank you so much. It was so wonderful to bring you on our podcast, Morley. <laughs> Thank you for having me. To learn more about Ivy and the CIA, go to ivyandthecia.com. To learn more about Dan Crum, go to dancrum.com